I tell you, as a communicator, I, I love watching commercials. Because to me, what, what happens in a commercial is in about 30 seconds, a commercial can, can deliver, the good ones at least, can really deliver a message that, that kind of cuts to the core of, of what they're trying to, to get into. And, and this particular commercial came up a couple of years ago. I know it's, I know it's not brand new, but it is one of my favorites. It's for uh, DirecTV. And, and kind of the setting for the commercial, you'll see there it's kind of the, the frontier. It, it kind of always stars of the frontier family. But as you can tell on the left, it's kind of set in suburbia. And so what happens in the commercial, it's kind of a cross uh, between uh, Little House on the Prairie and Richardson, Texas. You know, and, and so it brings the two images together. And as it brings the two images together, in, in the commercial, what you see is, is the family is the frontier family. And they grow their own food, and they make their own clothes, and like they churn their own butter, and the kids play with rag dolls, and the boys play with hoops with sticks, you know, and uh, you know, it's just that's that's how it is, and and the commercial kind of unfolds like that, and there's some point always about 15, 20 seconds into the commercial where one of the kids comes to the usually it's the dad, and and the kid has his hopeful face on, says, Dad, you know. We just want some, some new technology. We want a new TV, you know, a, a new way of doing TV. And, and the dad always looks at the kid, and, and the message is always the same. The son, usually it's a son, but maybe it's daughter, you know. Son, daughter, we are settlers. It's always a message. We are settlers. We settle for who we are. We settle for how we are. We settle for the way things are. We're settlers. And then always the kid has this downcast, forlorn look on their face, and they go away, and they're, and they're sad. And, and I tell you, in the sadness, you know, right there is the message. Because for me, as I watch that, you know, the message is this. You know, somehow when we decide to be settlers, the world just kind of passes on by. Somehow, when we decide to be settlers, when we settle in, maybe we're settling for less. And so the, it just kind of opens up that question. I think, I think the scripture opens that question this morning. It kind of comes into the same place. Now, what we have in the scripture this morning is it starts out with Terah. Now, hardly anybody's heard of Terah. Everybody's heard of his son, Abraham, and, there, and there's a reason for that. We're going to get into that reason, but, but Terah starts out in Ur, which is on the bottom right of the map up there where it says number one. So he starts out there, and he, he has this idea, he has this vision that, you know, God says, I want you to end up at number three. I want you to, to go to the promised land. And so what Terah does is he gathers up his family, and he heads all the way up the Tigris-Euphrates River Valley there. He heads up the, uh, that's the Euphrates River. He heads all the way up to Haran at the very top of the map. And Haran is, is, a, is a crossroads. It's kind of a jumping off point. I mean, it's kind of like once you get to Haran, you're kind of at the edge of, of the culture, that particular culture as they knew it, and that particular way of doing life, and that particular you know, section of geography and, and everything. And, and once you go over the top there and start coming down toward three, what you're doing is you're kind of leaving some things behind. And you're coming into something brand new. And so what happens is Terah, he gets all the way up to number two. And, and when he gets up to the crossroads, at that crossroads, 
says in the scripture this morning, he decides to settle. Decides to settle in. Settle in at the cross. Doesn't say why, just settles in at the crossroads. And so, you know, I, I look at that and say, well, you know, Tara did that. Is there anything wrong with, like, settling in? You know, because if you're like me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creature of comfort, you know? And there's some things that I like to kind of settle into. And one of the things I like to settle into is my comfort zone. You don't like to settle into your comfort zone, you know? I mean, comfort zone is that personal space in our lives where we kind of, we minimize risk and we lessen stress and it lowers your blood pressure, you know, and, and uh, change comes, but it's not too much and it's not too fast. And y'all like to settle into your comfort zones? Yes, yeah, I, I know that you do. Because yeah, here's, here's the way I know. Um, you know, I want you to think about this. Even if you think, golly, I'm not sure I settled into my comfort zone. When you came to church today, did you park anywhere near where you normally park? Some of you did, some of you didn't. Okay. Some yes, some no. Did you come in the door you usually come in? Are you coming to the service you usually come to? Are you sitting in the spot you usually sit? I know that. <laughs> yes, you are. You are sitting in the spot where you always sit. I know that. Yes, yeah, that's true. You know? You say hello to the same people you normally say hello to? Yeah? We go out. We, I, you, know, you, you get where I'm at, you know? We come to church and, you know, you just kind of see how we, we create our own comfort zones and we just kind of live in them. And then church is just kind of this microcosm of what happens through so much of our lives. And we create our comfort zone and we like to live in our comfort zone because that's, that's a comfortable place to be. And the question that comes up in the scripture, is there, any, is there anything wrong with that? And, and you would think no, except uh, what's always interests me in the text this morning, it says, you know, one verse says, um, Tara settle in. And here's the disconcerting part of it in the next verse. There he died. <laughs> you know? You know? Wow. The scripture is making this connection. That when we start to settle in, maybe there's something that starts to die. When we start to settling, we say, you know what I want to do is I want to minimize risk and I want to lessen stress and, and, and I want to reduce, you know, the challenges in my life. Well, you know, maybe what begins to happen when we say, you know, that's where I want my life to go. Maybe at the same time what we're doing is we're lessening learning and we're reducing growth and we're minimizing our opportunities for development. And so what the scripture begins to explore that line, you know, is where does the comfort zone start to meld into the confining zone? Where does that whole notion of what I need to be secure end up being the shackle, you know, in my life? Where I don't move beyond it. Where I don't move beyond it. And as soon as I start to define myself by it, begins to confine where my life is. You know, Tara came to the crossroads and there he died. Luckily, the scripture doesn't stop there. <laughs> you know, that's good. That's, like, that's the start of the story. That's not the end of the story. And, and that's good because what happens is, you know, part of what happens in the text is it says, you know, if, if something 
dies when we, we kind of decide to confine ourselves to our comfort zones. And something comes alive when we decide to go into our courage zones. When you and I decide to step out beyond what we normally step out, when you and I decide, you know what, the, that the risk is worth it, that the learning is worth it, that the stress is worth it, that, that you know, going into those challenges and going to those places where I'm just not sure how it's going to work out, but, but it's all worth it because, you know what, I, I believe that there's something out there that's, that's bigger than I am that I, can, that I can live into. The scripture says this morning, man, if something dies on the one hand, something starts to come alive in you and me on the other hand. And I want to tell you, I, I've seen that truth. And you've seen that truth, too. You know how it works in your life. When you step out from your comfort zone, you step into your courage zone, you know what starts to happen inside, and you know how it kind of helps you, to, helps you grow as a person. And, I, I, you know, to me, what's going to happen next week at the Worship Arts Camp is such a beautiful thing because what begins to happen with our kids is they get to this point where they're kind of going from one zone to another zone. And, and I'll tell you, I've seen that in kids. I've seen it at one of my churches. We had one church where one of the kids who was part of one of the stars of the show, it sounds kind of funny, but he had stage fright. I mean, he did not like to get up in front of people. He did not like to act. He did not like to talk. He did not like to sing. That was, you know, he was just a cute little boy about second or third grade, and he just didn't want to go there, you know. And, and so he got the musical ready, and during that week, he, you know, he did his thing. And, and when, there's, when the show came, you know, he went beyond his comfort zone, and he went into his courage zone. And you know what that did for that kid? It kind of opened up a whole new facet of his personality. I mean, all of a sudden, he's like, wow, he, he didn't know that he had that in him. And he, he discovered something new in himself, and, and he could just watch him grow. And that's why we do ministries with kids. It puts them in opportunities to kind of step forward you know, and to, to kind of experience the challenges and, and the growth. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And we're going to do that this week with our littler ones. And then two weeks from now, we're going to go on, on a mission trip. And what a mission trip does is, it, you know, it takes our youth from out behind uh, the video games and everything else. And, and it takes them to a spot that you won't call a comfort zone because they're working with flood victims. And they're going to be experiencing things that happen in people's lives when they go through natural disasters. Was it help to you know, put their lives back together? But, you know, you get the picture. We're going from the comfort zone. We're going to the courage zone. And when you do that, you grow. And that's where that's the scripture brings that forward this morning. It says, Abram found himself at that spot in Haran. That's where verse chapter 12 starts. Abram found himself at the crossroads. It was at the crossroads that he found out that God doesn't settle in, that God doesn't settle down. And the way you know that is he said God called Abram. God says to Abram, hey, you know, what I want you to do is I want you to go. I, I think it's one of God's favorite words is go. You know? He says, I want you to go. And he says, I want you to go from your country, your kindred, your father's house. You can translate that. I want you to go from your comfort zone. You can lump that all together. And I want you to go from and I want you to go to. I want you to go to the land that I will show you. Uh, you know, at least I really like the way you put this, you know, because I, I was coming down the same place. See, I've been a lot more comfortable if God would have said, I want you to go to Canaan. I want you to go to, you know, wherever, wherever the destination was. And I want you to take this route. Uh, you know, I would have liked it a lot more if God was a lot more specific. I could be a lot more comfortable. But that's not the phrase. The 
phrase in the scripture is, I want you to go to the land. I will show you. And so what that does is it calls us to trust. It calls me to trust, and it calls you to trust. It calls us to listen. It calls us to look. It calls us to follow. It calls us to, to know that in doing that, you know, we think, oh, my gosh, what if I don't get it right? You know, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen here? You know, you just kind of get into this kind of gray zone where you're not exactly sure what's going to happen. But at the same time, what you do is you say, you know what? I believe I have a God who calls and I know that if I stay in the same place where I am, I'm not going to be getting to where God wants me to be in my life. And so I'm, I'm going to follow the best I can. I am going to follow. And so what Abram does, you know, as he starts out, he gets ready and, and, he, and he starts out. And so his journey goes forward from that crossroads to his courage zone and things begin to happen in his life and what begins to happen is he begins to experience what God has for him God says you know when, when you go I have a promise for you I'll make you a great name and I'll make you a great nation and I have a purpose for you that through you all the nations of the world will be blessed and the way that you're going to walk into that the way you're going to enter into those things is when you go with me and that's how it's going to happen. That's where it's going to happen. That's where the opportunity is. It's out there before you. You have to go into your courage zone. I want to share with you, friends, I, that, that's been my experience of how things happen in faith. That's part of the road trip faith. And just personally, I know that there was a time in my ministry, early on in my ministry, where we had something almost... I look at this story and I think, Bali, that's part of my, Abram's story is part of my story. Julie and I, when we first, very first got married, um, we lived in a comfort zone. We lived on a golf course. Uh, in, in down, and I was an associate pastor. You say, how does, a, how does a pastor live on a golf course? You marry up. That's how that works. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen on, on, on what happened, you know, what, what we get. You don't live on a but, but I married up, and so that was good. And, and I was an associate pastor, and what that means as, a, as an associate pastor, you don't worry about holes in the roof. You don't worry about deficits in the budget. You, know, that's, you can be involved in the ministry. You can all that other stuff that is, can be such, a, such fun, huh? you know, <laughs> you don't worry about that. And, and so there we were, and we were in our comfort zone, and it was great. We joined the church, and, and, and I had the bright idea about six weeks into being married. I called up my superintendent, my boss, and I said, hey, you know, I'm ready for a church. And I was thinking, I'm ready in six months for a church. I'm ready in a year for a church. I'm ready in two years for a church, you know. And he calls me back three days later. And, you know, like, like, what is this? I'm, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready to go now. You know what I mean? I mean, go now. So, you know, I'm not ready for that. And, and then he said, you know, I want you to go to Lucas. And I tell you, you may know where Lucas is now, but when, when this was about 30-plus years ago, I mean, this was a ways back. This was when there was no Lucas and Lucas. I mean, we drove out there, and, and there was a church, and there was a house that the church built, that the church built, not that the church had built, that the church built, which is, it was kind of a scary thought, I just want to tell you, you know. And uh, we lived there for five years, too. Uh, but, 
But what happened was, you know, we went into this place, this zone where, you know, God, we just got to, we got to trust you. Because I, I, you know, I don't know what you're doing, God. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing it like this. But, but you know, we, we went out there not knowing what was going to happen. And we had five of the most wonderful years of our ministry out there. And, it, and it's not, you know, we were blessed to be part of it. And, yes, I was blessed to kind of participate in the leadership of that. But it was bigger than, than me and bigger than Julie and I. It's it about how God invited us to, to, to come into this place where there are promises of life and purposes of ministry unfolding, and we were just privileged to be part of, of experiencing that together in the, with the life of the congregation, with the life of that, with that beautiful church. And I want to share with you, that's the way I experience every church we go to. I mean, I, I'm grateful to God for kind of norming it up like that, saying, you know what, when, when, we, when we come into life together, what happens is we have the opportunity to live into God's promise. We have the opportunity to be called into God's purposes, to share, you know, to discover what that means, not to know, you know, going in, hey, this is exactly what I'm going to call you into. You know, I, I'd love it if we could kind of stay in our comfort zones and say we're going to get to where God wants us to go, you know, by staying in our comfort zones. But that's, that's not what the scripture says this morning. What it says is God says, go to where I will show you. And when you do, I'll be doing some things, you know, in your life and in your life together. And, and that's, that's been my experience. I mean, that's it's Abraham's experience. It's been my experience. And I'll bet it's your experience, too. I'll bet it's your experience, too. Because, you know, what happens is we go through life. We all stand at that crossroads. We stand at that crossroads a lot of times in life. We got our comfort zones. We've got our courage zones, and we have a decision to make. And what the scripture this morning invites us to do is to listen to the call. When you get on the zone, when you're kind of in the cross of the zones, to listen to the call. And to know that in that call, there may be some things that you say, you know what? I cling on to these things, but if I'm going to live into the life, the promises that God had for me, there are some things I'm going to need to leave behind. There's just some things I'm going to need to leave in the past. And there's some things that I'm going to have to trust God for. There's some ways that I'm going to have to trust to go forward. And so what we do, we find ourselves in that balance, and then we go ahead and we make that choice, we make that decision. As we make that decision, what we always remember, what I always remember, what I invite you to remember is the one who calls us. You always have to remember the one who calls us. You know, it's not my idea, it's not your idea. God is calling us. It's God's idea to go, to go from, to go to. And that's what God says in the scripture. And so what we do is we know that we follow the one who says, I'm the way, and I'm the truth, and I'm the life. I am the way forward. I am the truth you can trust. I'm the life, I'm the life that I'll lead you into. Now think about that, We're invited to trust that. And then we come to the last verse in the scripture this morning. It said, or it says, so Abram went. So Abram went. 
God called him. As God invited him. He departed from Haran. And he started on the journey. He departed. And he started on that road with God. That's how the road trip starts. It's about getting started. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.